we're back. I'm James. This is the Good Fan Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. No Luke. I'm Kyle. Hi, Kyle. We have a Kyle. <laughs> Kyle in the bum, building. Bum, bum. Oh, is that good or bad? James. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds ominous. Oh, no. James, um, <laughs> what, what have you been up to since we recorded last? Baseball. Baseball. Yeah, basketball ended. We're, we're in baseball. Mm-hmm. You got two games so far. What's your record? 2-0. Nice. I coach more in, in baseball than basketball, don't I? Yep. Is that stressful? Yep. What's your position? Second base, usually. Oh, okay, okay. A little bit of shortstop, some oh. outfield. Pitcher. He pitched. Oh. He, he pitched. caught last week. Pitched and caught for the first time last week. You're a utility guy. Yeah, big mm-hmm. time utility. I like that. Athlete. Where do you where do you bat in the lineup? Well, in the first game I was fifth, but in the second game I was second. Okay. Dang. That's uh, your valuable guy on the team then. Yeah. <laughs> Quite game, humble at the end game, of the table here too. <laughs> game two, well, I, you know, Brent and I were in Helena, so I had to miss it. Oh yeah. Um, on base all three times, right? I hit a double. Yeah, you hit a double wow. with an RBI. Dude. Got hit by a pitch, walked. That didn't hurt. Well, good. Didn't hurt? No. I no. think James might have led our team in hit-by-pitches last year. Hey. Yeah, totally. The, I totally didn't have four at-bats la- one game last year and got hit three times and walked once. I mean, oh, are, Teams are scared was of you. Was teams that, are scared of you. Was that in one game? Yep. So you get the Barry Bonds treatment. Do you have the body armor? Do you get the big old shield on your... Nope. Oh, you Did know. you say you're an alpha? Did I catch that? Did I miss? Did I miss hear that? Huh? Maybe I misheard that. Oh, I thought that's what he said. Whoa. Somebody may. Uh, what else is going on, bud? Okay. Debo Samuel. He's gonna be a Packer, right? Oh, oh no! Oh, no. Oh, he's oh. left the room. James is gone. James is a walk-off. Hey, he just, he just, he just. Oh, he pulled the Debo Samuel. Yeah. Ooh, he doesn't want to be here. Good point. Crap. Everett had some questions for him too. <laughs> we're not, we're not trading you, James, because, yeah. because mom will leave me. You're too valuable. Yeah, James, we're not going to trade you to the R and R cat cast or anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if he well, comes we'll back, we'll ask that question for him later. Questions for him later. In the meanwhile, well, Sam, well, how you been, man? I've been good. Good. Um, it was warm enough to golf today. It was. So it was great. The, the ranch club is actually in pretty good shape. How, okay. The That's greens were the faster greens. than I expected. It was great. Wonderful. I, yeah. Talking about kids' sports, I haven't been out on the course in, well, since, you know, the fall, the fake spring. Mm-hmm. We had that, like, day, day, two days of 70 degrees back in March. So haven't been out, but since Dude, then. Yeah. I was impressed today, especially the, the greens on the back were, were slick. Yesterday yeah. and today were both gorgeous. You're yeah. supposed to rain again. Yeah. Yeah. And tomorrow's my birthday. Okay. Well, I didn't when, tell you guys that. Happy birthday, birthday. Is it really? Yeah. See, I remember this about you. You didn't remember this about me. You did not remember no, it about me. You did not. Now. <laughs> like, now that you mention it, it sounds familiar. <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. He's back. <laughs> you ready to join us again, sir? So yeah. much like Debo's contract impasse with the Niners. Now we have questions for you, He'll buddy. Be back. We're not going to talk about Debo. Well, we might. Wow, it's a little bit. Might be a little, a little bit, bit of prima movie. donna. Yeah, yeah. He's been trying to renegotiate his pod contract. Oh man, <laughs> there's not enough money to go around. 
rough. <laughs> There's money for this? <laughs> Wasn't aware. This is true. This is the second time in the last few weeks where James has told me if player X leaves one of our teams, he's done. Because if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees, he told me he's done with the Yankees too. So, James, I'll tell you. When I was a kid, I was a big 49ers fan. Uh, I was a Packers fan, uh, but in the uh, mid-late 80s and early 90s, like almost every kid was a Niners fan because Joe Montana mm-hmm. and then Steve Young. And when Joe Montana left the Niners – and played that, I think it was just one season for the Chiefs, uh, I, I, as a kid, also had a big crisis because I love Joe Montana. His last name was Montana, and I lived in Montana. Like, yeah, how could you not love Joe Montana? Um, but uh, so I, I, I understand your frustration, sir. Brenda empathizes. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I, I know where you're at. I know where your heart's at. But you know what helps, James? If you just lock in with a team like the Green Bay Packers, you know, they just up, they just disappoint you at every given point when the playoffs hit. Kyle actually got to witness in person. <laughs> when the Packers lost? Yeah, yeah well, he was, was there. Yeah. Yeah. Does it make you feel better? Yeah. Um, I think we have some <laughs> questions for you, don't we? Yes, we do have some Ooh, questions. James, you ready? Everett has a question for you. What is your favorite restaurant, and why doesn't your dad take you there more often? Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Everett, that's really unnecessary. <laughs> or do you want to give us like a like a top three? Is that easier? Like picking a favorite restaurant is kind of tough. Probably Paradise Falls. Yeah. Good answer. What's your, your, what's, your mom and grandpa will be real happy. What's, what's your go-to at the Paradise Falls menu? What's your choice? Your hamburger guy? Chicken strips? Mm-mm. Hot dog? Greek salad, chicken noodle soup. Like pizzas sometimes. Pizzas, all right. Mm-hmm. And the, I know what your go-to breakfast is. Like some large order of hash browns and toast. Nice, carb it up. We forgot the bacon. <laughs> yeah, and bacon. Okay, fat and carbs. All right. <laughs> all right. Any other favorites or just just good old pea falls? Pea falls. All right. I'm trying to think. You're not a big restaurant kid. Like you don't love to go to restaurants. Mostly because we spend a lot of time in one. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think that might be the only question we got for you, buddy. You Let got any questions for us? Mm-mm. All right. What should we talk about today? Did you watch any Grizz football this spring? No? No, we had baseball practice during the spring scrimmage. So. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And then mom turned it on when the game was over. Like, I got to see the last play. I heard you didn't miss much. (laughs) No. Oh, well. All right. Love you, Bubba. Thanks, James. All right. We almost got through with this. (laughs) Someone in their car, that probably just blew their speakers out. You get a gray-haired person to make him not be weird. I think he said grade oh, A. Grade A. Well, I Yikes. think that means that sample's not grade A. Oh, sorry, Kyle. That's, a lot of people who, share that opinion. Right so that's okay. <laughs> oh, I picked up on that. <laughs> wow. Damn. Jeez, it's a tough crowd tonight. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just upgraded me a little bit. 
What did he say? He grade C? Grade I B. I think he said grade D. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said B. Oh, I'll take B. Hey, you're yeah. passing, right? Yeah. It's yeah. passing. Yeah. You know. B gets you on the uh, the dean's list. Yeah, so. well, you know, <laughs> tonight when he's not asleep and I go in there and he wants me to hang out with him, he's going to feel differently. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, three Ds and an F, you're still passing. You're going to read him like a trying, car manual instead to, of a story tonight? He's <laughs> trying to show off for the guy. Change the battery. <laughs> it's rough. 1978 Ford <laughs> F-150 manual. <laughs> Huh. So yeah, we haven't recorded in a while, and it's not because we don't like all of you listening to us. I just haven't been as motivated this spring. I know we've got a great list of people we still need to set up. Yeah, we got to get those interviews going. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Kyle. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So on the golf course, I got a text. I got really excited. <laughs> We're like, yeah, come on through, buddy. Yeah. So what's your birthday plans, Kyle? You gonna? Go I'm just gonna go to my mom's, and she's gonna make me a meal house? that I okay. Used to really like when I was a little kid. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No going to hang with my nephew. No laser tag. No, I would love to go laser tag, but it's closed. It is closed. That's a bummer. Yeah. I would love to do some adult laser tag. <laughs> Done that. Sounds like a blast. <laughs> Go-kart racing? It yeah. really sucks that that place closed. <laughs> it was terrible. for sale for a long time. You could have bought it. Yeah, yeah, because I can even afford a house in this town. <laughs> could have afforded a gigantic... Clearly my fault. Gigantic... Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Race car track. See, we're getting to Twitter questions early then, huh? Yeah. Get through the stuff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You still seeing that one gal? Kaylin? Yeah. Yeah. She seems nice. She moved in. Don't fuck Oh, that big up. news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At nine minutes and thirty eight like seconds into the big news. Pod. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Do we have like a do we have a sound for that? Breaking. Breaking news. God, we used to. We had all the sound effects Man. for a while. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so spring, oh, uh, between us, we probably got to about six or seven practices, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think we, neither Brent or I saw the spring game, but we both oh. saw the scrimmage the week before that was only open to QB club members. Kyle and I saw the one before that, I think. Weren't yeah. you with me? Um, we, I mean, I saw a lot of 11 on 11 stuff, but I didn't, yeah. I don't think I saw like an actual scrimmage. Okay. How, many, yeah. how many practices do you think you got to? I think I got to only like three. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of normal spring. Um, but I actually thought the, the scrimmage the week before the spring game was more entertaining. Um, yeah. Uh, I felt like we saw more. It was good stuff. I'd say so. Yeah. I think um, we – I'd put up a post on Egress just about some thoughts after, after uh, spring camp. And it definitely – and I, I saw other people talk about this, especially after the spring game. It felt like to me – as a fan in the stands that uh, this spring was definitely more to test that kind of second string. Uh, I don't want to like diminish say third string, but just like who's, who's going to be a travel roster. Who's going to make that too deep um, because the way they've built the depth on this team for the most part, uh, they've got guys that have just kind of ascended beyond graduation and I think the defense is kind of the prime example where um, it seems like save the Idaho State corner transfer, whose name I'm just forgetting, who appears to probably be a guy who's going to be in the mix to take over for the graduation of Omar Hicks. Although we've got um, Trevin Gradney mm-hmm. and um, uh, Acho So uh, and other guys like that that are also right there. Um, it just seems like, you know, Jace Lewis, great career. 37 legacy graduate it, it definitely appears that you know braxton hill uh who's been a special team standout for two years is is a guy that's right there 
Um, and then they've also got Matthews and Flink and all these other guys that are just like, they've just got guys. It, it, it's it, especially defensively. It's really refreshing to me to see that there are so many positions where, um, you know, a uh, loss to graduation, like, like there is a secession plan <laughs> that's in place because, you know, we saw this with, um, Bob Stitt years and a little bit with like Delaney years as well too is defensively you get a, you graduate and it's like kind of a holy shit moment and then we've got to hit the JUCOs we got to hit the transfer portal it's like we need three safeties we need a we need like how long did we not have true cornerbacks playing corner you know it's like a decade <laughs> right <laughs> so um, that's it's like it's refreshing it, it's tough to say. Is Braxton Hill going? Is a guy like Braxton Hill going to be able to have a Jace Lewis type season immediately? I mean, maybe, but maybe not. Um, is it, you know, you look at like our like Gavin Robertson uh, has graduated. So can between Nash Fouch or Garrett Graves or Trey John Cotton, can one of those guys come in and have that type of presence that Robertson had? You know, it remains yet to be seen. But it's it's not it's a situation that I saw defensively. They gave me a lot of hope. Like I, I didn't, I didn't see the big drop off where, um, you know, suddenly it was like a walk on kid that, <laughs> that yeah. had backed up for like four years and just never really cracked through it. Like it definitely felt like they were planning this, and so far, for the most part, it's working out. It it, it appears to be working out well. And and so this spring, um, like we know what we've got in Patrick O'Connell. We know what we've got in Justin Ford. We know what we've got. I mean, and Robbie Houck and Marcus Wellnell and Alfred and Governor and these guys. And so this was like, okay, what does that next layer look like? And so I think that was the big thing that I saw a lot defensively, especially in the spring, was who are these next group of guys? Have you been hanging out with Coulter? God, did I sound like Coulter? You just talked for a really long I'm so, time. Well, I'm just I, I haven't been on the. We haven't done a podcast. You were on point, man. though. You were on yeah, point. It was all really you good. were on point. Just giving you a hard time. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think the, the the position groups that were the most interesting to me to watch, and, and that honestly I come out still with a little bit of question marks. Obviously QB, and I think we're going to talk about that in a second. But the wide receiver group, it's just going to be interesting to see who steps up. Because yeah. the starters really didn't play. Nope. And one of the kids that we were assuming was just going to be a starter was Solcer, who's transferred. Um, transferring. Yeah, transferring. Um, but if you sit, step back from that one, it's a bummer. But I also think maybe it makes sense because um, – Junior Bergen's playing the same position. Yeah. Like, there's no way there's going to be two of those guys on the field. Right. Um, Keelan White was playing that position a little bit in the spring, too. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's just a lot to go around. I hate to see Solcer go, though. That's kind of a bummer. And he was always fun to watch um, return kicks. Yeah. I mean, we Pots. were – wasn't that the, the – the, the, I guess the four of us that were texting a little bit about, like, guys who, like, just showed so much potential on the field but just had injury – continually like kind of plague their career to the point where you just know there was like such a ceiling that it just got, you know, taken, t- you know, taken aside due to injury mm-hmm. and Sulcer. I mean, obviously coming back from a second knee injury, I mean, as long as presumably healthy should be able to yeah. go. Cause I mean, that was like the thing with Gabe and still is the thing. It's not like he's lost it, but like he was like a straight line speed guy. And so, you know, he was never in- incredibly, like a, a shifty kind of guy, mm-hmm. uh, at least that we saw in the field. Yeah. So but I mean, the dude's got yeah. two years of eligibility left. You yeah, know, that's right. COVID two, and all this yeah. stuff. 
so really we shouldn't be shocked because it's like he's graduating. <laughs> you know, I understand that we want these guys to stay and play football and stuff like that, but it's like two years is a lot of time at that point in your life to waste if you've got an opportunity to go to get your grad degree in something somewhere. Yeah. I just hope that's not MSU, but you know. Yeah. I hope it's an O'Baron conference because, yeah. I mean, he's a he's like a big play waiting to happen, right? I mean, his first ever he touch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd heard stories like, stories in prior years and granted this is way back but with like a scholarship release and where you can go and something like that and so all right there's the old story of justin hartman and two thousand after 2004 where he was going to transfer and bobby wouldn't let him transfer in conference i have no idea if coaches have that type of say or if they would do that yeah. in this situation or not justin hartman wasn't going anywhere else in <laughs> kind of interesting though if uh they s- snap up this guy from idaho state then they're like yeah, yeah, but you can't do it. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, got, I get it. Technically, we got college football. Get it, would you but, yeah. be surprised by that at all? I don't no. think we got they Robbie can, from NAU. Yeah, I mean, they probably I, can. I think I that know. with transfer rules, they, they I thought it was like a conference that. thing. That was before. That was before all this transfer yeah. rule stuff. All these transfer rules. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but grad transfers can go wherever they want. Grad transfers can whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like especially when you talk about like COVID year, like a lot of these guys that are, we've talked about Cole Grossman and other guys, but you know, guys that gray shirt, red shirt, COVID shirt. I mean, they're like fresh redshirt freshmen, sophomores, or you know, true juniors, and they've been in the program for like four or five years. So yeah. it's like you you kind of run into a wall at a certain point where it's like, you know, how much further do you want to play football versus advance your academic career? Can you transfer out? It's especially, I mean, I think a healthy Gabe Salser could. Do you think he could land on like a Mountain West team and? Yeah, I do. Healthy, yeah. I mean, a healthy game. Like healthy yeah. game. Like well, because he he's he's such a threat in the return game. Yeah. That I think that alone could get yeah. him on a yeah. Mountain West roster. I mean, and then maybe he gets a chance somewhere else. Yeah. Because he, I mean, like he could turn punts anywhere. Sure. But also, if you have like an offensive system that creates a lot of space, right? You get that guy in space, and it's like, man. He, I mean, he might as well have, it might as well be a punt return because, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, he's super dangerous in the yeah. open field and. um that was like one of my favorite things about that offense is when I was like, man, what do we do? That's creative. Right. And then they like pulled him in and it was like, Oh man, <laughs> right. they kind of got creative with yeah, him. They did. Well, and it's like, I think back to uh, the two game spring season we had, and didn't he just, just, he tore it up in both games. Didn't he? He was like the guy. If I remember correctly, in the passing game, I feel like he, he has. Was, right. Yes, I feel like did he have a kick return touch? Might have been his best two game stretches of his. <laughs> like, I, I had multiple receiving touchdowns. Actually, I could probably pull it up while we chat about. Um, I'm be bummed. I'm, I'm bummed he's leaving. I, honestly, in some regard, I'm surprised. In some sense, with some of our juniors and seniors that we haven't seen more. And, you know, and I wonder if we won't see a few more now that spring balls fall. ended. But the flip side of that is you know our coaches are out looking at the portal. Like, as much as they want to talk really? about how they don't like it, like... Every coach is doing we, it. We as, need some guys. Especially as spring... Uh, excuse me, spring practices wrap up in other places. This was, like, the second... This is, like, the second season of of portal transfers. Is like, people kind of have an understanding of where they are on a roster, and if they don't... If they're not in a position where they think they can stay there and succeed, they're going to look elsewhere. That's right. Yeah. Like that, that, I mean, that kind of always happens after spring. FCS teams start looking for drop downs because there's a lot of them. Well, and Montana finished their spring camp kind of earlier than a lot of other schools. Like, didn't MSU just finish theirs 
Yeah, this yeah, weekend. And MSU, I think, opted to start later because they, you know, played into January and gave a little bit of a break. Oh, but, sure, sure, sure. But still. Okay, so Gabe Salser spring season. Uh, led the team in catches with eight. Led the team in yards with 145. Next highest was Samuel Kim with 88 yards. Led the team in touchdowns with two. Had five punt returns for an average of 27 yards with a long of 56. And had 154-yard kick return. So, no special teams touchdown, but obviously just in two games, dominant numbers. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, that wide receiver position's It's still fine. It, it's, it's fine. fine. <laughs> but it's a little more maybe unknown might be the right yeah. word. I mean, you look at that. Um, Simpson's got to step up. Yeah. He looked like he did well in the spring game. I would say spring ball overall was kind of up and down. Um, but I still really believe in him. Um, Fonts, I think that if he can get consistent, he's got deep ball threat all over him. Yep. I mean, We're still waiting for Flowers to be used as a receiver, yeah. <laughs> or line him up as Debo, like Debo. I mean, we talked about that. We didn't get to see what Racinelli could do because, you know, whatever's going on with him. Yeah. But Stand he was on the sidelines, sidelines, so you can assume. Um, yeah, there. I, I think that they have a lot of depth. They just have to figure out where guys are going to go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Mitch Roberts is our. Most experienced receiver in that core, in terms of playing in the position, you know, and you, receptions. We, we, you know, we spend the majority of our time with three receivers on the field, and Mitch is one of them. And then you got two fast guys. Like, that's a good three set. I mean, he's he's showing, I think, that he can be a pretty clutch guy. The, yeah, that freshman Alford, I thought was, I, I kind of liked what I saw of him. Yeah, and like, I mean, he's he came in early, right? Yeah, so yeah, like, true we don't freshman. see that very often. No, yeah, that's so true, you know. that's pretty cool that he was able to get in and like get some work done. Yep. So he, I mean, he could be in the rotation there. Yeah, I, I mean, if my bet, like, if you had a starting three, I would probably think Simpson, Roberts, and White, um, or instead of Simpson, Flowers. Um, but I think <clears throat> Simpson is maybe like that final spring game. Like he, he. Yeah. See, I might go yeah. Simpson, Roberts, and Flowers, but. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I think I liked a lot of what I saw about White, but again, like. Um, yeah, yeah, and then um, Junior Bergen, uh, and then Aaron Fonts as well too, and kind of the, Drew Deck had a hell of a spring, <laughs> and I'm I know nothing about I I'm just gonna take a guess that Drew Deck is a like a walk on right I, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong and I hope I, I don't mean to insult the kid but five nine one sixty slot receiver and i mean we saw that what like what yeah, he made some, he, that kid was on fire yeah. i mean <laughs> he made some acrobatic catches yeah. like i mean he's tough as hell that's yeah. why i like well, him too. You know, like he took some shots that i saw through multiple practices and he was up and back at it you so. know i mean we've seen guys have great springs and then do nothing because they were just playing because other guys weren't but you've also seen guys have great springs and actually turn it into playing time yep, you know absolutely. so absolutely yeah maybe could be you clutch guys that can catch yeah, I think the big thing though is that we just saw depth in a we lot did. of places, and that's kind of like what yeah. you. That's I think that's what coaches are like looking for in the spring is like, what do we have as far as guys who can play? Yep. And then obviously once fall goes, it gets a lot more structured, and you actually start to see like how it's how it's going to play out. For sure. Yeah. But depth and like finding that depth is so is big. Speaking of depth, uh, what's our uh, QB depth chart coming out of spring? Uh, Kenny Britt Daniel one, Britt, number one. Kenny Britt, Kenny Britt. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel Britt one, Daniel Britt two. 
Our guy. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior. Daniel Kenny Britt. Daniel Kenny. Who is Kenny Britt? Is he he's a, he's an NFL wide receiver. Oh, yeah. that's, that's just, right. We should just start calling Britt DK Britt. <laughs> DK what do you call him? That? <laughs> I don't know. Because we feel like Danny it. Kenny. <laughs> um, anyway, what, what's your QB depth chart? Um, coming out of spring. Coming out of spring. It's obviously Lucas Johnson, number one. Okay. Uh, Chris Brown, number two. Okay. And Britt. To be okay, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with Kyle. I, I, I would, I would say, I, I would place Brown as solid two, with Britt being three. So um, I'm going to ask you about that. Uh, we all know I'm a Brown guy. Yeah, no, I, we all know. So, uh, well, well, no, you're a fan of the next. Why? Guy, so well, yeah. I mean, this is a great point, <laughs> Brent. Um, why? What did you see in the spring to say Chris Brown's solidly number two uh, over Britt? Yeah. Uh, well, I just it it appeared to me that Chris Brown possesses a, just a greater um, ability to manage and move the offense okay. at, at a kind of a consistent pace. He made mistakes, I think, in in the spring game. Um, well, I think every QB threw some picks in the spring game, but in the scrimmages we saw, we'd see we'd see mistakes from all of them. I think. Maybe just a little bit more consistent play uh, from from Brown. Um, a couple, a few less errors, uh, and then just the stupid stuff that I always fall into as as probably a dumb fan. Just the familiarity with the system, familiarity with the wide receivers uh, and the coaches, and all that stuff. It, you know, again, I'm sitting here watching six practices in the stands, and I see the way Rosenbaugh's interacting, mm-hmm. and he seemed to be pretty supportive of Brown. Not like yeah, why I wouldn't the coach that. be that, but I like. Agree with that. Rosie was like really encouraging to Brown, even on like drives that didn't fully work out and stuff like that. So maybe I'm just like trying to infer what the coaches are maybe telling me from me watching them from the stands, but it kind of just feels like to me that they maybe at this point trust Brown a little more than Britt. I think that when you're looking for a backup QB, especially to a veteran starter, you're probably going to lean towards the guy that's got a lot of reps and has started games before. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I think that if we found ourselves in a position where Johnson as a starter got hurt and was going to be out for a while, that we might see Britt faster than we realize. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you guys, listeners by now, have to take this all with a grain of salt for me because like, I'm always excited about the next QB. So just putting that on the record right now. Um, so before we get all excited about the current third-string quarterback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too late. Too late, too late for me. Woo. Too late. Because yeah. that was uh, – so here we go. Because uh, that was like the first practice we watched, right? Yeah. And it was like he had that series like right out the gate where like he dropped two passes in like a zone coverage right on the money. And then he he recognized two blitzes, like heavy blitzes, and just checked down perfectly. Like he had yeah. – and then they went to like a little one-on-one, and he was like just just dropping dimes and then – yeah, yeah. Next his, time I, and then I watched him like two days later, and like Justin Ford like picked him off like yeah. three times. Yeah, I was it's like, like, wow, that's the best corner of the conference. But yeah, yeah no, like, wow. uh, uh, in one of the practices I saw, like Brown was definitely the best QB of the day of all three of them. So yeah. it's like they all had their moments in they the did. spring. Yeah, and wasn't that the spring game? Like Britt, like threw just a a deep shot. Was it to Simpson that like set it up on like the two? 
and the next play like got picked, and then they took that almost the all the way back. Pick six, or they well, almost pick six. Well, was they, Brown. They yeah. called, Brown oh, had the Brown. pick six in the end zone that the guy returned 100 yards. Oh, but oh, there was, was an, Britt. well, Britt threw one that then like uh, Keelan White like ran out of bounds and like ran behind the bench and came and like clipped the corner. That was Fonts. And then uh, oh, Fonts. I mean, like the coaches were like so upset about it, they called it like a touchdown, anyways, or something like that. That's what someone told me. I didn't see it. So. I thought it was. I thought that was Brown through that pick, but I could be wrong. I, well, I read. I thought I read Brown through a pick six. In he, it. he did. Yeah. Um. What about Johnson? I mean, what do we think of him now that we've seen him for a spring? Uh, I was. He was better than I thought he was going to be. Like as far as like just eye test goes, like I thought he was just going to be a guy who was kind of like. Really athletic, but wasn't really uh, didn't have really great throwing motion, or like didn't keep his eyes downfield. But like, you kind of wonder like in spring ball, like obviously you can't get hit, so you wonder like how much time he would have had to like keep his eyes downfield, or like how comfortable he would have been knowing that he could have taken a shot. But like, yeah. I was pretty impressed at like how he tried to extend plays. Mm-hmm. That that like stood out for me. I my biggest takeaway from the spring is that he could throw the ball downfield and they seem like they're going to want him to. Yeah. Now the spring game, they didn't do it, but other things we saw, it looked like they were throwing the ball and that was fun. Um, I think he can keep plays alive. I thought maybe he, he threw off his back foot a little bit, trying mm-hmm. to keep plays alive. And that's the sort of thing that I think that once, like you were saying, Kyle, once you're getting hit, you probably aren't going to do that. Um, but it definitely like I came away thinking that our QB play this year is going to be better than our QB play was last year. That's my real cheap analysis of spring. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, and like Johnson, like you talked about the eye test, like he's big, mm-hmm. broad shoulder kid. He looks bigger than I I imagined he would be. Like, and maybe we're just used to having like sub six foot quarterbacks. Although <laughs> um, we didn't last year, but in previous years, uh, but uh, I don't know. He just kind of looks like a guy that's like built to take hits you mm-hmm. know and so um a little bit of happy feet right would take off run a little too much yeah um hung some of his wide receivers out to dry a few too many times and again yeah is that is that a pressure thing is that mm-hmm. this is your first live drills as a grizz and this is your first spring obviously he doesn't have much time like we got summer we got fall and then it's the season so it's not like he's got a year to like <laughs> clean it up so um yeah, I, I like what I see. I like I like that he's, um, and, and I like our depth behind it as well. So it's it's again like we were talking about. Like I opened with defensively. I think you kind of see that progression where it's like okay, next year's presumed battle between Brown and Britt, and presumably a transfer that they'll bring in. Um, <laughs> and Hoyt or the freshman from Hell. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Hoyt. Yeah, um, that's how you say it. Hoyt. H U O T is gonna be. Uh, I think I don't know. Um, is gonna be. It's gonna be entertaining. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited as hell about Britt. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to, I don't mean to shit on Brown because, like, that guy could be, like, a two-year starter from next year on. Like, we talked about this after the season, right? Like, the Cold Workless thing. Like, he kind of got thrust, uh, uh, thrust in after uh, Washington, Washington got hurt, and then they brought in a one-year transfer, and then he came back, and, you know, we had two pretty – I mean, got us to the national championship game. So, we could see something like that from Brown. But I – if we – if – if he's kind of stuck at his plane that he's at, I think Britt, I mean, like those little flashes we saw on camp, like if he can stay in that zone. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. And like, uh, I mean, not knowing a ton about the guy, but just knowing like his history in high school and beating 
Bishop Gorman in the <laughs> right. playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he kind of strikes me as like a Bobby Houck kind of guy. Like he, Bobby Houck wants a competitor, right? Mm-hmm. Like he wants a guy who's like going to come in and like uh, just have that mentality. And like, I mean, I don't know if I don't know if Britt has it, but like I, his history suggests he has it. It seems like it. Yeah. Well, beating Bishop Gorman in the playoffs like that—that's not. That's legitimate experience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, like. You I mean, you're, you're of, up against like. You beat a bunch of kids. Go to the Big Twelve. Yeah. yeah. And that's like you know that's yeah. like, that, that's as close to simulating playing in clutch moments as you really can get in high mm-hmm. school Perfect. stuff like that. So right. I mean, he passed that test. But. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, or, yeah. QB. I don't know what more to say, but oh, you can, I like where we're at. This is me trying to temper expectations. So. We're gonna have the greatest QB play of all time. No, just... He's better than Dickinson. You heard it here first. <laughs> Unretire fifteen. No. Give it to Brent. There we go. <laughs> Solved. Holy crap. <clears throat> um, running backs. Knight was out a little bit, just enough. We saw him just enough at spring to know yeah. that he's okay. Oh yeah, he looks good. Um, which I'm excited about. He, you, Thank God. you, Brent thought maybe he looked a little, uh, a little more uh, muscular. Wasn't there an article like he's added like 15 pounds of muscle or something? That sounds familiar. Uh, something like that. I mean, he definitely he looks big. Not and not like not like fat big. I well, just I mean, joke before he turned the mics on. Not Eddie Lacy big, so call, you know. But yeah. he's got to yeah. be like 30 years old with COVID and everything. So. <laughs> 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 he's got the dad bod going. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, he, uh, looks great and running around a bunch. Obviously, typical Bobby Spring ball. You know, you, your primary ball carriers were watching most of the drills because mm-hmm. you know what you got. So him and Osmo, we really didn't see much of at all. I don't. I didn't see Osmo at all. I, I, I really hope he can come back healthy in the fall and contribute because man, he tried last year. Well, and I think I think a, a guy like a Nick Osmo is really underappreciated because well, or, or not underappreciated, but is maybe more important. That you might think because as a power back, but he does like, especially the previous year, he plays a lot of special teams too, you know? And so it's like, he, he carries such an important role on so many, at so many different levels than just carry the ball, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, cause that's like the fascinating thing. And I think I tried to engage in a conversation with this somewhere, but like you're starting running back usually probably isn't a special teams contributors, but all your backups need to be. Mm-hmm. And it's like Childs and Harris, who are kind of guys last year, you know, and then Bergen kind of came in too. Um, <clears throat> I don't think they played any special teams last year, and I just don't know what their special teams contribution level is. And so it just, like, especially when you travel, like, you don't have a lot of guys. Right. So, like, you need that two and three running back to be able to, be able to carry them. Yeah, and, like, mm-hmm. block for kicks or, or return kicks or, you know, cover on punts and, and, like, do all that stuff. And Nick Osmo did that, and he did it damn well. So yeah. he's, and a, seems he's to an be, important guy. seems to have the mentality to be okay with doing that. Yeah, yeah. Who was the guy that we saw? He, he was a linebacker, and he got moved to running back this spring? Uh, was he that Croy? Bozeman? Was that Asher? Let me pull up the roster. Um, Asher Croy had... Four attempts for five yards in the spring game. Yep, so it was Caught Asher Croy. passes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Xavier Harris ran. Asher Croy ran. Coulter John Caro ran. And that's it for running backs. Yeah. You know who I don't remember seeing at all in spring? is Childs. Childs. 
Yeah, I saw we saw him in in, uh, in practices. Um, I saw him in at least one practice that I saw. Yeah, same here. One pra- I think the first practice I went to, I, th- yeah. I thought I saw him. Sometimes it was hard to keep track of things because the roster wasn't exactly up to date. Right. <laughs> and there's a story there, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. incredible. <laughs> Not going to say anything. Basically. That's a mystery player. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds yeah. like, it sounds like uh, Bobby, to no one's surprise. You can't be on the roster until you earn a spot until on the team. It. <laughs> it's a big deal to be on GoGrizz.com. <laughs> it's almost like having your own character on oh, Madden. Oh, my God. It's or a, having it's a huge deal. It's just so uh, funny because it just so accurately fits the, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But that's another guy, like, to your point. Like, uh, um, if Asher Croy is one of those guys, yeah. like, and he did play linebacker, right? I mean, that's so what he came here to play. Like, we dress right? I don't know. And, like, if you travel, does he work his way into that sort of thing where, like, he is a depth yeah. at running back, but maybe he does give you something on special teams? I don't know. See our poor man's Troy Anderson? Can Asher Croy throw a football? Can Troy Anderson? <laughs> oh, boy. Not touching that. Oh, man. Um, I thought the defense looked great. Every, every oh practice, God. I thought the defense looked great. What I like, not just the starters, but the backups as well, too, with so many start like, well, I should say spring starters, where we know so many day one starters were not regularly contributing. So I'm so excited about this defense. Like I, you talk about tamping expectations and it's like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time because I know our defense in many games last year carried us in a lot of ways. Cause we just, the offense was just unable to be effectively very effective through many games. But my God, I just, I don't know. The way that they can rotate guys through there, I think they have a lot of guys that they can, they can uh, go through and like rotate. So like um, maybe at times, you know, there was a question last year about how like fresh guys were, yeah, or fresh the team was. Yep. Um, maybe, maybe we don't see that so much this year because they they will be able to like platoon guys in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that really excites me is that they have like a legit. Uh, cornerback rotation (laughs) like and if and if you are going to be one of those teams that just wants to get pressure on guys um to be able to rely on your defensive backfield to lock guys down i mean that gives you so much more confidence as a coach to send guys yep um so like to have that depth in the backfield at safety at corner like that's huge Mm -hmm. that could make it that could make a massive difference yep and that's and like i mean this defense has two of the four best players at year's end returning in yeah. O'Connell and Ford yep. per the Buck Buchanan voting. Right. Um, and I just, I don't, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Like we could be, I, we could be totally wrong with our perception and there could maybe be some major holes or concerns like with this defense, but it's just like, the biggest spot that had to be replaced was defensive end because yeah. both of our DNs and the system. I, I think we could still use a transfer there. I think we could too. I, I mean, there's definite spots on both sides of the field. I would, I mean, even if a QB transfer wanted to come in or a wide receiver mm-hmm. and, and a D line, uh, probably at any position, not that I think governor Alford are bad options, but just bodies for rotation. Um, yeah. I, but uh, McGoran Hurlbert, um, Edwards, who had an awesome spring, 
uh, D. Todd, uh, Noose. Um, all, that Houston guy? Yeah. I mean, they seem Houston, psyched about yeah. Houston. Yeah, so it's just like there's – he's a transfer. Uh, the, the Nebraska, Nebraska transfer. Yeah. I guess yeah. he's playing a new position, but uh, Bobby said, like, he was acclimating himself pretty well. Yeah, like, that's good. They were like uh, – that one interview I saw, Bobby was like, the future is yeah. – the future looks good for him. They're, like, blown away with him. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's I don't good know. because Bobby doesn't usually talk positive <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> To, like, specifically call a guy out and be like, this guy. Like, yeah. I mean, he's, he's what we want. It's just, I don't know. I kind of go down this line. It's just, I don't, I don't, I don't know where there's like the big hole on defense where it's just like, oh boy, like watch out. Like, I just don't know what this looks like. Um, but it also seems like the roster building from like, uh, 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 I don't, like a guy perspective, like a mentality perspective is like, they're getting the guys that they want that are going to like fit the character of the program that they want to build. Yeah. Right, like it's like I hope so. Stitt. Like when we were going through that, and we kept hearing we have this talent, we have this talent, but it like where? where when is it going to show up? Like how long do we have to keep hearing we're a play away or so, like we are almost there? It's like it seems like they have faith in the guys that they're getting and like the the buy in to the character of the program. And I think like if you have a, a character that everybody like recognizes, like you have an identity as a program, that's huge. Like and if they yeah. have a lot of those guys who do that. I mean, this defense absolutely it allows it to like sort of like roll. <laughs> so, I mean, we're excited about the defense. We feel like the cornerback position might even be better than last year. We've got rotation. Is this a year where if we don't take a step, another step forward, people kind of start to think, what's going on here? It's Grizz fans, so absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually yeah, think yeah, all yeah. in all, Grizz fans have been fairly patient. Yeah, I would agree. That's a good point. But yeah, in I this think, iteration. Yeah. I think if we don't like. But you know, we got we got a couple Twitter trolls that don't think that think that, that Chris Van Pond's a safe space for UM, <laughs> um, because it is. But that doesn't mean we don't push back on them. And ironically, yeah. most of the points that person was making, we've actually made those points on the pod. I don't think he actually <laughs> listens to the pod, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so to me, it's like we're in year four or five of Bobby, however you want to do the right. math, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's time to take a step forward. Yeah. And to do that, they better hope to God that they find some alignment in the transfer portal. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a big question mark. Because to me, yeah. that's the biggest question mark on the whole team. I thought it was pretty glaring during spring, too. Well, and it was like, I remember, you know, back when um, Bobby's first year here and um, Sneed and... Um, Jensen were having the QB competition and we were talking so much about how it almost wasn't fair because whoever ended up behind the second string <laughs> line was just getting destroyed, yeah, yeah. you know? And I don't think it was that glaring, but I mean, Close. it, they need some alignment or they need some of these younger guys to step up. Yeah. Yeah. O-line. O-line's in an interesting spot. <laughs> you lo- I mean, they lost three starters, right? Three. Uh, yeah. So anytime, you lose three starters, like yeah. it immediately becomes a question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Forbes and McGinnis are the two returners. Right. Yeah. And then outside of that, um, Casey, one of our tackles played, played. the Northern Colorado game and didn't he spill over and then mm-hmm. play most of the So NBA he's got game. some legit snaps. Yeah. So, but that's it. And guys like that in the past have 
taken a step where it's like they got a little bit of playing time. They come in, they're ready to go, they want it. And so that would be awesome Mm -hmm. because we are so freaking overdue to develop alignment. (laughs) I mean, it's been since... And it's been since like the last time Bobby was here that we had an offensive line that you really thought you could really like count on. Was that the last All American lineman we had was Danny Kissler? I don't know if that was specifically him, but I, I, I would feel imagine like it's been a long time. I feel like Coulter told us yeah. that last time we had him on. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, it's so been a like long time. A decade. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. O line's a big question mark. Uh, you know, from spring, I'll say this. I thought. Our interior line play was pretty good. Obviously, it helps when your center and your guard return. Um, I really liked – you guys know me. I look at, like, the little things. Like, I watch the way the guys talk when they're on the sideline or when they come off the field. You're like Bill Simmons. Yeah. and Character. I, you're, like, you're a body language guy. I, I think I think Forbes, like, kind of seems to be, like, the guy that's, like, running the group. Like, he – there was one practice where he, like, he got to the tunnel first, and he was, like, giving everybody love as they came off, and he was talking guys up. I, I don't know. I kind of – maybe he has really adapted to, like, that position, um, and, like, he is leading the charge. Uh, what I'd noticed as well, too, you guys probably saw this. Like, the second team running game between the tackle, like, you know, up the middle, was generally pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Um, they could run the ball well. Uh, now, granted, they're – effectively up against what would be kind of third string, fourth string D lineman. But I felt like the push, especially that we saw from the first and the second team interior, the guards and centers was pretty good. I didn't yeah. see a lot of bad snaps. No one was rolling anything. Grant Forbes was great. Uh, I can't even remember who's playing backup. I think I can't remember who it was, but um, not a lot of noticeable issues. Obviously uh, tackle though was where we got a lot of young guys. And um, it it was, you know, concerning. (laughs) And then it's just, I just don't know where we're at with that. You know, beyond Casey, I just, I don't know who the guys are and what what it looks like. And it definitely seems like Juco's drop downs, whatever. Um, If there's one spot in need. It's definitely that. It's definitely that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder what, like, the internal thought from, like, the coaches are uh, about the, the status of the offensive line. And, and, I mean, you know, so some of these guys that are currently between 250, 260 pounds as redshirt freshmen, can they, can they put on 20 to 30 pounds in the next couple months and still – of good weight. starting. <laughs> good That's calendar. a lot. Yeah. Good that weight. Seems like a yeah. lot. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not just eating junk like a uh, man. Right? Yeah. Right. I can put on 30 pounds. Yeah, if you August, needed me to put on 30, 30 pounds, pounds between now and football season, <laughs> I can do it. You wonder sort of, too, like, so last summer with their friends back home, like, what is there? I mean, yeah. you don't know. You don't know what could happen. Yeah. So if they can come in and they can, like, uh, be in position to, to compete, uh, I just don't know what the offensive line is going to look like from what we saw to what it's going to look like uh, in mid-August. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's happened since graduation, but it's like if we just had Beaver or, um, uh, gosh, Cook, right? No, who am I? who's our – yeah, Cook, right? Uh, if we just had, like, one more year of one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> like just just help, help our young guys just give them one more year. But it's kind of the way these things go. So, yeah, and that's, like, kind of open with where I said for the most part – <laughs> it kind of looked like we had the 
that ascension of starting positions. I just don't know what tackle looks like. And maybe we'll be fine, but that that that's the one spot where it definitely seems like we need to get some help. Yeah. That's scary. For me, that's really scary when you're like the offensive line. Yeah. It just uh, feels like it's question. specifically yeah. like your edge protectors. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you look around this, like the Cats are going to have great edge rushers, right? We're going to play a lot of great defensive ends in conference. Um, <laughs> it's going to be kind of a little scary at first for our quarterbacks. I just, I just don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. On the flip side, last year, uh, Teams generally knew we were a running threat, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. A, a healthy Marcus Knight and Nick Osmo and Xavier Harris and Childs might negate that a little bit. Like, a running game could help. And yep. so yep. teams aren't going to be able to just, you know, well, if we assume can, that if the we can ends can get there. Exactly. If yeah. we can regularly run up the middle, it kind of negates the ends, lining up too wide. because. I mean, we saw too much last year where it was like a four-man rush or a three-man rush um, was able to disrupt a pass play enough uh, where you know it led to interceptions, led to a lot of issues because they're just like, look, <laughs> we know they're not going to be able to run effectively on us. Where uh, that could change, and so it's going to open up. Uh, it, it, it'll be and, and a presumably more mobile quarterback with Johnson. It'll be interesting to see yeah. what the coaches do from like an X's and O's standpoint. Like I think you'll be able to tell pretty early on in the season what their confidence level is like if we're if we're like a consistent quick hitting passing team i think that's i think that's a sign that uh, the confidence isn't there yet yeah oh, good point. Um, yeah <laughs> and i mean I, I just don't see us hitting a lot of five and seven step dropbacks uh early on in the season it's presumably we'll going to be like you're going to have like a lot of motion right like, i don't know i, I mean, do are we we haven't had a lot of motion uh <laughs> That's as long as I can remember. Yeah, that's another thing that'll be interesting to see. It's like at the end of the season, we heard all these things about how the design of the offense was going to change a little bit, and Rosie and Pease were going to share responsibility and now and stuff Fen. like that. And it's like fantasy's in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what on earth is going to be our offensive identity? Right. Is, are there too many cooks in the kitchen? Are they all going to be able to like Who knows? cohesively create an offensive game plan where they like agree on it? It almost makes you wonder. We're just going to be competitive. If, yeah, like, I mean it will be. But... How saw the opportunity to bring Fen back as an analyst, and kind of told Pease and Rosie like, "Hey, I'm bringing this guy back, and he's basically going to evaluate every week what we do right and wrong." Yeah, I mean, because otherwise, what the hell is he on offense? Like, Brent Pease and and Rosebaugh don't need an Fen. offensive. An, I mean, I, right? I, like, yeah, I wouldn't true. think so. But what then is again, his role? Like... <laughs> Watching it last year, there were a lot of times when I was just like, "Man, what are we doing? What, mm. Why aren't we? Why aren't we like finding other ways to like put guys in position to like make plays?" Yeah. And uh, why did I it mean, take us until the playoff game to like do end round handoff to Malik Flowers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, why weren't we like? Stop. I don't I mean, know. Why weren't we like mixing like guys up? Brown had the things he was comfortable doing, and we never like, yeah, did true. bootlegs with him. Yeah, that's right. very true. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean that. That really, uh, that's a huge question mark for me too. It's just like the creativity on the offense, personnel groupings, yeah. uh, where they're putting guys on the field to like cause pressure on the defense. Like, are we going to see that, or are we going to see these standard like th- uh, three wide receiver sets with a tight end off the line like that we've gotten pretty used to? Yeah, I mean they I brought know. fantasy in for a reason, though. 
You would think so. Or, yeah. or, but I mean, the reason could be he's Hulk's friend. I mean, yeah. like, I guess that could be the reason. Yeah. Yeah. I would say too, like we haven't really touched on it, but like uh, Kyle, you just, I mean, I think our tight end position with Cole Grossman yeah. Being Cole Grossman, is, is going to, is going to change a lot. Of, like, like Cole, I think was a little disrespected. Was he third team or honorable mention? Yeah. And he like, led the conference in receptions or something like that. Um, I could be wrong on that. But, I mean, he had a phenomenal year compared to tight ends across the conference. I think Cole is a guy that is one of these guys that is poised to have a monstrous season. Yeah, definitely. And then in spring, we saw a lot of our young tight ends do a lot of good stuff. And in my opinion, I think Eric Barker, 88, had maybe one of the better springs I saw out of guys. And I've talked about this before. I'm I'm a sucker for guys that like talk a lot of shit and have a lot of like a lot of confident attitude on the field. And Barker definitely <laughs> seemed to have that. And so um, this tight end group could help our tackles a bit. Certainly, I think I think it's a good it's a one of the better tight end blocking groups we've had again since Bobby was last here. And but I think I think Grossman is like a kind of a different level threat. That uh, God, who is that? Who's that Portland State tight end from a couple of years ago? That was like, the guy who went to the NFL? Yeah. Charlie something. Tom, what did they call him? Like, oh, Charlie. He was a basketball player? Yeah. God, I'm blanking his name. I'm yeah. bad with names tonight. But, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if Grossman's going to have like 1,000 yards or something crazy this season, but I could see him upwards 600-plus yards. Yeah. And depends on how people play him in the end zone, especially with other big guys like Simpson on the field. He, he could – I don't know if he'd be our leading receiver, but he could be top top two, top three. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. just going to say. Like red zone packages could be really interesting to see yeah. uh, what personnel looks like and what uh, formations look like when they're when they're in those positions. Yeah, because like you definitely yeah. have some guys who are going to. If Simpson really takes that step, and then Grossman continues to ascend, uh, yeah, you have some guys who could really put pressure on on teams oh, big from the twenty yard line. Oh, in. Yeah, and, and big targets. Yeah, you know, and then identity wise, I think on the other side the ball, uh, Mike, like you were kind of talking about, like taking that next step, this defense. So there's now, I mean, James Madison, granted, they're the, probably the second most talented roster in the FCS, but they, I mean, James Madison and Eastern Washington to extents, even though we got the best of Eastern in the second game, um, they kind of exposed how to attack this defense. Yeah. And so, for sure. There, there is now, there's yep. film. There, there is, so it's like, okay, what is that adjustment? Because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, the, is the, the adjustment question is comes down to are they going to be willing to take Robbie off the field in certain situations? Yeah. Because he was getting picked on in obvious passing downs. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was. I, I, you know, now I think they've got the guys because it's like, could you sub Robbie out in obvious passing downs and then have Cotton come in, you know, or Graves, Cotton, Fouch, um, on the field in that situation or something like that. Or um, uh, Lee, he's the Sentinel kid who I think they really liked a lot out of him. Um, but, yeah, just attack, putting putting your best guy in the slot and having our that third safety cover him was the recipe for success. Yeah. <laughs> Eastern did it twice. And um, the, and slants against, uh, the slants against uh, the 335, I mean – Attacking those little weak spots, like yeah, they change that up and play more man on those guys. Like uh, yeah. I don't know, 
Like I, I assume we're still going to be blitz heavy. Like that seems oh, yeah. to be the identity of this offense. Um, so just that that that's going to be the other thing too, because it's like I don't think our defensive coaches are going to just be like, well, it worked last year, so it should work this year again, and everything's fine. Uh, but just kind of what that looks like. Because I think if they go into this season with that assumption, hey, it, it's not broke, don't fix it. I think despite maybe having a more talented or a more, uh, I don't know, it's more talented, but just maybe more reliable top to bottom and depth defensive group, I think they might have a worse year if there's just the assumption that what we did last year is going to work again. Yeah. Um, a couple other questions kind of coming in. It's like, does the freshman running back from Minnesota, the Eli Gilman, um, does he play right away, or does he redshirt? He, he redshirts. You think he redshirts? Yeah, he redshirts. No, I, I'm not discounting the kid, but what if he's better than Childs and Harris? And well, then shit, yeah. Well, I don't know. He looks the part in this film, yeah. but I mean that's half the. I mean, that's highlight film. Yeah, God. but I mean they were excited about him early. They kept him. You know, they got him commit. He stayed committed. Um, sure did. Like, and then shut it down completely. We just there are so many options at tight end behind Grossman. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Because uh, Joey Elwell's still there. Renswold's still there. Olson, yeah. Um, yeah, Jake Olson, Barker that you mentioned, Peyton Brammer. Um, it's, a lot of guys. Yeah. Can one of them gain, like, let me look at I was going to say. Can one of them gain, like, 70 pounds and play tackle Slide for in there. Jake, Jake Olson's <laughs> 251, redshirt freshman from Butte, Montana. Oh, God. Uh, Is he a wrestler? <laughs> If he's a uh, wrestler, I'm all about it. Yeah, get him in there. Get him in there. So, yeah, Jake, buddy. Uh, Jake? Just go to the coaches and say, hey, I can play tackle. I could do it. I was going to, you know, just hit Hoagieville a bunch. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, that's going to do it. Four-time letterman in football and basketball. Oh. Damn. Well, never mind. She tells me he's got good feet. That what, could be true. What football player didn't play basketball as well in high school? Yeah, especially Montana kids. A decent amount of the Sentinel kids didn't play basketball. Really? Yeah. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of seems like, yeah, because seasons or whatever. But, okay. Um, you know, it, only, other, only other thing I'd say is just um, our kicker punter battery is a little right. unknown. Yeah, yeah. Specialists. <laughs> Specialists are. Uh, uh, like, we know where. I'm going to guess Junior Bergen and Malik Flowers are our two returners. I mean, that just seems to make sense. As far as punting goes, I feel like they yeah. don't put all their eggs in that Patrick Rohrbach's Rohrbach, basket, yeah. that freshman coming from Kalispell. Well, and this is the funny thing. Like, one of the scrimmages we watched, like, they, they, didn't, even they didn't have a punter. So we <laughs> joked about this, like, on Twitter and on Egress. It's like they had this QB who was, I think, walking on. He's number 14, and nobody knew who he was. So we were calling him mystery QB number 14. And one of the games, he was like, one of the drills, he was arm punting for right. punt returns because they didn't have anyone punting the ball. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I thought I heard that they were definitely going to look throughout the, the portal for I a I would guy. hope so. Yeah, get a guy in to compete. But it seems like the, the Casper kid is probably the kicker. Um, Gilman, uh, lefty, taller kid. Um, I think. A totally uneducated opinion here, but it seemed like he had more kick power, but he had a maybe just because of his height, he had like a bigger, longer, slower, like wind and kick. Mm-hmm. Um, Casper, a little bit more of a compact kick style. I apparently what he had a bad spring game down in Hamilton, but then I had people point out it was super windy and like one of his kicks hit the upright. And so 
from what I saw them both kick, I wasn't like freaking out like they're terrible. It's just they're young and they've not kicked in a game. And I can think back to previous years where we watched kids hit all sorts of kicks in camp and then they get in the first game and they couldn't <laughs> they they couldn't kick for shit. You or know? Just so, like yeah. last year where where or I yeah. didn't think Macias like, could kick like, for oh anything. Oh my god, is Macias any good? He, you know, he needed to find his groove. He's now the record holder for accuracy. Yeah. <laughs> um, O'Donoghue's gone, and that's got to be a big blow for both of you guys. Like that's uh, yeah. we're grieving. It's like a, he was like your he was like a fan favorite, wasn't he for you guys? He definitely was. He was the Grizz fan pod favorite. Uh, Grayson, so they got to find that too. Yeah, well, no, find a specialist there. We got Grayson. Uh, oh gosh, I don't want to butcher this guy's last name, and he likes posts from the pod too. Grayson uh, Pibble. God, I should look this up. Does it give me? No, it doesn't even help me with phonetics. Oh, Pibble. Grayson Pibble. Seemed to do just fine. No okay. complaints. I wanted to see a little more hustle from Grayson on, you know, getting down the field like OD used to do. <laughs> but I'm sure he'll be listening and make notes and remember. Right. GFP is always watching Grayson. No one's perfect. He's waiting for he's waiting for the GFP <laughs> scout on him. For sure. 100%. <laughs> Uh, anything else, Spring Ball? I, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged by what we got. Right. Um, I like the fact that a whole bunch of starters on both sides of the ball were suited up taking part and watching and allowed a bunch of younger guys a lot of meaningful reps. Yeah, I will, I will agree with you that it felt the first spring since Bobby's been back where it felt like business. Like, yeah. you know... There wasn't like, oh my god, we got to identify this and this and this. It was like, let's just get these younger guys reps. We got a lot of starters sitting out. Like it felt like we're building real depth. Yep. Do you guys find anything with spring games? I heard it was very sort of boring. Uh, they didn't really do anything on offense. I haven't seen. And it was more of like just like getting fans sort of like engaged again for the first time. It was like the first time like put put Grizz football like in a thing where you can have like a they put an a audience and fans right. Like I didn't see any of it, so I don't know. But I just was told like Coulter said they. Ran like four or five concepts uh, on offense. Interesting. Just like, do, do spring games even matter anymore? Are they like, do we even need one anymore? Like, no, I think do no. they have any like? Uh, no, I think terrible. they should do spring games like they did. Bring in a D two school, and play a damn game. Yeah, let, them, I agree. let them bring in a different school and, and, and play Make some money for the GSA playing a game. Yeah, like. I agree. Can you do that? Yeah. Well, Fuck, I, don't know. I don't think you can, but there was some talk after they kind of the spring where it's like some schools are going to start pushing for it. Okay. Um, and it would probably be a revenue source for a lot of these smaller schools because they could go be body bags. For, right. You know. I mean, that'd be fascinating. Like, because we could bring in a central Washington, but then could a uh, Idaho state go play, you know, Utah mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that conversation goes, but. Yeah, spring game by itself, like, I can't, I mean, I, I can't remember the last, like, I, I feel like it's completely meaningless. It's the, meaningless the product on the field, the product I, on the field. I think there's been a lot of spring games that they have built up the, the game and the plan and the atmosphere. Like, didn't one spring game, like, they previewed the first time we used the lights in the stadium? I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. so, so they, they, like, the spring games that have been in Missoula, have been pretty fun, but think, they they make an event out of them. The thing about it is that Bobby's not going to be boxed in on a narrative. So no. yeah, if true. the athletic department wants to advertise something and get excited, you know he's not going to do it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, for better or worse, he's consistent. Um, oh man, <laughs> yeah. Uh, got questions up on Twitter? Okay, go for it. All right. 
Danny Martin says, why does the media, especially Coulter, always seem more critical of the Grizz or barely covers them, but then the Bobcat stuff is so glowing and robust? It gets really annoying because it seems off since our athletics are typically top-notch and our university has some momentum going. I have an answer for this. What are you... I just wonder if that's... Is that, legit, is that a legitimate critique? Um, I think it is a legitimate cr- critique, but I'll tell you why. Okay. I, it's I'm going to drink a beer while you guys talk. MSU gives Coulter anything and everything that he would want. Like, he wants to do senior spotlights. They, they give it to him. Like the, the, the AD like checks in with him regularly. Like, and I'm not like, there are different ways to do these things, but UM doesn't do that. And I like, I know that we've had this conversation with Coulter because the three of us flip him a lot of shit about anytime he (laughs) says anything positive about the cats. Oh man, he gets upset. But, uh, um, it's it's true. If if that is what it is, like I totally get it from his perspective. Cause like, it, it should not be as difficult for a journalist to do some of the things that he wants to do with the University of Montana. Like, he, like to bring on the athletic director and just talk about some things on his radio show, like, once a month or, like, once every two months. Like, that shouldn't be hard for Montana to do. Um, to write, like, certain stories that are, like, uh, basically fluff pieces of just, like, like, here's this senior. Like, make it easier where I can get access to this guy and write like a story that is basically uh marketing for your program it's marketing that you are not paying for and like i don't know montana state just seems to get the administrative side of it a hell of a lot better than montana does and like if if that is the reason where this uh sort of like narrative gets constructed that coulter is a cat fan and, and not a grizz fan like i i get it from his perspective yeah, because he's trying to create content and they're giving right. him access. And that's not to say that UM doesn't give him access. It's just I I know it's not the same because I've it's made not. these complaints to him and we've talked about it. Um, but the other piece that is kind of annoying is I think that the University of Montana as a school gets more negative statewide press because there's a Lee newspaper in Missoula. Whereas there is not a Lee newspaper in Bozeman. Yeah. So the only coverage they're getting from Lee and Bozeman is they've got a sports guy there. Mm-hmm. And the sports guy's not going to go dig up some of the stuff. And so it's a different, it's just a different level of scrutiny. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. Yeah, it's a good But point, it's though. just like, I do think that makes a difference in what kind of gets out in the media. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But, uh, I mean. At the just, end of the day, though, like if, if, if Coulter is given a mountain of content, or I should let like remove Coulter from it. If any reporter, Kyle, like uh, is given a mountain of content from one from program A, and given the same amount of content that everybody else gets at a lesser scale from program B, you're gonna write more articles on program A because right. they're giving you more stuff. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just uh, it makes it makes your job easier, and with everything that he has going on and everything that he's trying to do with Skyline and, and what he's trying to turn it into. Like, uh, he has a lot of things that pull at him, like a lot of, res- a lot of different, yeah. like things that he's trying to do. Um, and like having to consistently battle against, uh, administration <laughs> just makes it so hard. And it's like, why, why would I continue? Why would I do this? And I mean, dating back to when I started at the Missoulian, I just thought like it was, uh, it was crazy to see, 
how difficult it was for our reporter then to try to uh, work with the football program. Yeah. They didn't really, like, there was definitely friction between the Missouri staff and, like, the, the football administration side of it. But, like, when I was covering basketball, it was so easy for me. Yeah. They made it, like, they wanted me at every practice. They wanted, I was going into their offices. Like, it was just good. And, like, they knew, like, if you kind of keep reporters close, they're not going to go looking for things all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of weird that I that the uh, University of Montana administration, the athletic department, just hasn't figured out how to, like, work uh, work that to, like, sort of its own benefit. benefit. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a complex issue, but. It, it seems silly that someone like me who posts on a message board is, like, viewed as, like, this, like, amazing fountain of information <laughs> where it should be it should be but you do have many a lot other of information. sources i mean i have a lot yeah. it, sh- it should come from a lot of other sources than just a 42 year old a 42 year old realtor who goes to practices sometimes <laughs> yeah but don't screw never the played the game for us yeah <laughs> yeah especially no, not me no. i just joined it so no, we know <laughs> fired up no we know this though like we've we've reported the qb club rules here we're we're not going to share depth chart we're not going to talk about injuries and we're, we're not going to share a lot of what we hear in those meetings because those meetings are incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they are. Yeah. They've got some lofty goals for QB Club this year. Um, and it's just, it's cool to see it grow. And it's nice to see the amount of support that the program gets at that level as well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I haven't seen the QB Club coat this year, though. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you? Nope. Yeah. Wait on it. No? Okay. All right. Let us know, guys. <laughs> GoGrids.com slash QB Club. This is Mike and I run in too many of the similar circles where we have a whole bunch of coats and, and vests and whatnot that are the same. So, yeah. In the same in that they're all $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> $1,000 coat. All right. Um, Andrew Schmidt says, give me oh your Batman God. movie hierarchy. So there's Batman the movie from 66, Batman in 89, Batman Returns in 92, Batman Forever in 95. Batman and Robin in 97, Batman Begins in 05, The Dark Knight in 08, Dark Knight Rises in 12, Batman vs. Superman in 16, Justice League in 17, Lego Batman 17, and The Batman in 22. I am not ranking all of these. That's a lot. I'll say it's obvious that The Dark Knight is the best one. Uh, uh, Yeah. Right? I mean, that's what I would put it on, but I'm not as much. But I mean, there's no way that stuff from the 90s... Because Dark Knight, Jack Nicholas, Dark Knight, Batman '89 though was really good. Okay. So, so that that the, because that was Michael Keaton, yeah, and Jack, and Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. That yeah. one was great. Yeah, but yeah. better that than Dark awesome. Knight? No. No. no, 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 no. But no. I think the thing was is like, was that like one of the first like return of the like the blockbuster superhero movies? Like I don't, uh, I was nine years old when this came out. You guys were like two or something. I was two. Um, <laughs> fuck, I got it right. Uh, but it's like I don't. I don't know. Like, it didn't seem like there was a lot of like early '80s and '70s like superhero heavy type blockbuster summer release type movies. And that Batman movie, it was a great movie too. Like, you still like it. It still holds. Like, you watch it again, and it's still a great damn movie. Um, but yeah, uh, Dark Knight has to be number one. I he, think so. Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the seven year run of Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Those are all three really good movies. Yep. And it's kind of interesting that it was clearly like uh, uh, they went in a completely different direction yeah, than the previous Batmans were because they got like so like ridiculous with like 
Jim Carrey as the Riddler and yeah. Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face, and it was like, uh, what was it like? George Clooney's George Clooney's suit had like nipples, nipples on it, yeah. <laughs> like like it was just so like cartoonish. Yeah. And they're like, we got to go dark, man. We got to Batman. We got to play up this just that was Tim this guy's Burton, confronted. So they got I think it was Schumacher. Like, Schumacher. Yeah. So Tim Burton, Burton was Burton did the Riddler one. Uh, yeah. Right? yeah. And then was the one with Danny DeVito as Penguin. That was just pretty the, good. Michelle Pfeiffer's yeah. Catwoman. Yeah. Those were good. Just a slob too. That's right. Yeah. Danny DeVito as Penguin. Like, yeah, like I don't want to watch it. It's just like rolling all over. Yeah, yeah. just gives me nightmares. There, has there been a Penguin since? I don't think Batman? you can. Now, granted, I have not seen Lego Batman, or no. I have not yet seen the Batman because I don't have three and a half hours as a parent of is that how long multiple it is? teenagers. Apparently, yeah, it's on HBO now. So I haven't I'm seen trying it to find a time, but I got kids that are. We're we're a Marvel household, so um. I'm looking forward to Schmidt skewering our <laughs> our our ideas on this. Though. I I have a feeling Schmidt's going to tell us Lego Batman's number one. Um, I think Lego Batman is like pre- I think people well, think wait, really highly. What are you saying? I've seen Lego Batman. That's uh, the SNL guy, uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett? Yeah, I haven't seen oh. him. No, no, no. I mean, Lego Batman definitely does not take over like a maybe top top five. Top wait, five. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look at this list. That could be fair. Uh, it sounds like Hannah's not feeling. <laughs> Hannah's we've, not liking the Batman conversation. We've lost Mike. So, Dark Knight one. I'll go Batman two, just because of, like what it started off. Rises three begins four. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. Returns might be better than Lego, but Lego Lego was like. Actually, pretty damn entertaining and pretty good. Like, okay. I think the the tough thing is, is was the original Lego movie. Like Lego Batman was kind of like the like the breakout guy in that one because he was just so great. Yeah, yeah. And then they made a movie about it, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe his character from that one was more entertaining. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, uh, the Dark Knight, Batman, uh, the Dark Knight Rises, Batman from '89. Batman Begins, and then I don't, I don't know after that. I, I guess the Batman, the movie from '66. That one, you know, people, <laughs> I, I people still talk about that. it. Yeah, um, I would say probably. Although, granted, have not I seen the Batman was a movie from '66. I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, if was you, that Adam West? Adam West. Yeah, I was gonna say. You think about it, then you you, you would know it. Okay, but. I just knew the TV show. That one was good, though. I don't know. I've watched Never, it. I didn't even know it was a movie. I had no idea. Um, Are people I, still listening to us? Grant, now this is interesting that Justice League that was that's Ben Affleck, right? That was yeah, I heard that one was awful because like he has a gun, oh right, and that was like the thing that was the big critique because like Batman and that like he's got like a, a shotgun or something. Oh, that's... And, and, and none of these other movies like Batman does not have a gun, right? Just on his car. Um, yeah, I don't know though that uh, Batman. Uh, what was it Batman and Robin? That was the one with like the suit with the nipples. That was with uh, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell was Robin, and Alicia Silverstone was. Was she like Batgirl or was know. she? Uh, that one was awful. Yeah, that was terrible. And that was uh, Poison Ivy. Who was Poison Ivy? That wasn't that one. Poison Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ivy is a person. Yeah, it was like uh, Schwarzenegger was in one of them. Mike, yeah. you were Ice. noticeably silent on Everybody this. Everybody freeze. I have no like. <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen half of these movies. It's got to be because, oh, God, I don't know. Batman Returns was had Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. But I don't know. Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. I can't remember who. I don't either. <laughs> no ones. idea. No, wait a minute. Let's... No. Okay, so Returns had 
Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Danny DeVito. And Danny DeVito's Penguin. Yeah. So then Forever had Jim Carrey as Riddler and Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones as Two-Face. So then Batman and Robin had uh, uh, Arnold as like, I, I can't remember his name. I want to say like Mr. Freeze. And then, a- and then and then uh, a red hair actress, I can't remember her name, but she was like Poison Ivy. Okay. And I think those were like the two main villains. Is there an actor so less likely than Tommy Lee Jones to be in a comic book movie? It's Two-Face, too. It's hard to see Tommy Lee Jones in a, like a, a comic book movie. He's terrible in it, too, wasn't he? I don't know. What, what, what's, fugitive. what else do we got? All right. Like um, we spend a lot of time. Casey Oman wants to know what color is the next romper that Brent breaks out this Uma summer? Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy. We're back. The next romper? All right. Hey, guys. I'm on my DJ Khaled vibe. Do you, can you find a Grizz romper? <laughs> I don't know. I should. I probably have my mother in law. Was like, that actually a romper? No. Okay. Yes. Yes. No. So hard to pee in that? Super hard. <laughs> now I get it. Now I totally get it. How these girls hate, love, hate these things. Um, yeah. So I went to uh, did a little uh, spring break trip with some friends and family, and uh, we decided we got to get the DJ Khaled gear. You know, the all floral outfits, uh, top to bottom. And so, uh, yeah, got a couple. Well, fifteen dollar Amazon find. It was the best, and it, it you know we the best music, and it uh, made an impression. Actually, the funny story. So. Um, my company hosts a spring party that we had not had for a few years uh, due to COVID. And it's Mike's been to plenty of these. There's, we got a taco truck and we got margaritas. And so I was like, well, I was just in Mexico. Like I should wear one of these, this party. <laughs> this would be great. And so I had one out. I was going to, I was going to wear it. And then my day before, leading up to the party kind of filled up. And so it like appointments where I probably shouldn't show up looking like that guy. And so I didn't, and I was like, I'll pack it, and I was going to bring it with me, and I decided at the late last second not to. So I get to the company party. Here's a guy roaming around the party with, like, a video camera, like, taking video. When we were, our company was doing, like, new video reels for commercials. <laughs> and he was like, all right, I want to get the shot of you, like, networking with the crowd and then okay now i want you to step up here to the side and like pretend god like, i wish you and i was like i was sitting really. there thinking i was like part of me was like <laughs> like i'm really glad i'm not wearing a all blue or green floral outfit right now because like <laughs> he obviously probably would have just told me to i'm Change. not i'm not in the videos <laughs> but um yeah so a little bit bull dodge but it would have been kind of funny like see some tv commercial where it's like Windermere Real Estate, blah, 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 blah. We are professional. And then there's this guy over here, too, or something. So, you should get yeah. a seersucker one. A seersucker? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sort of classy, but it's also sort of questionable. Nice. Yeah. How many do you have, Kyle? Rompers? Yeah. Oh, uh, There's too many rompers in my house right now with my girlfriend moving in. I'd say it's 90% of her summer attire are, are rompers. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. They seem highly... Uncomfortable. I couldn't have even told you what a romper was until Brent started wearing them. <laughs> All right. Um, Velk Daddy wants to know, which town in the state produces the highest caliber athletes, and why is it Haver? It, it's not. It's not. <laughs> now, per capita? Are we on a per capita level? I mean, probably per capita, but I feel like... Would it be Drummond on a per capita level? Well, how, like, what are we talking about? Like, current era or what? Historically, 
That's so hard to answer. I mean, Helena seems like they always produce Helena good jumps out athletes. To me. Yeah, Missoula Sentinel is on a good little run right now. I mean, yeah. it's like right now it's Missoula and Sentinel. and West and Billings, the yeah. two of them. Yeah, Great Falls, I think, went through Great a Falls pretty has, solid period. Yeah, historically been a good one. Yeah, um, but I mean, he's going to be until annoyed. They got a second high school. That right? this yeah. doesn't factor in some of the smaller schools. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to answer, but I'll tell you what it's not. It's not Haver. <laughs> Haver does not have it <laughs> when it comes to per capita. Yikes. <sighs> All right. Adam uh, Clinch wants to know, with the loss of Solcer and the Washington transfer for the fall, who steps up and or do the Grizz look for a late summer transfer? Um, over under on Lucas Johnson throwing for more yards than 2019 Sneed and the biggest new name on offense and defense that casual fans will know by December. Let me get you Sneed's numbers in a quick second here. All right. Um, I think we kind of covered the first part, talking about the receivers. I definitely think the Grizz are going to look for a late summer transfer. They're going to look for a few. If they can find a, a contributor wide receiver, they're going to take him. Probably same at QB, definitely D-line. They're looking for O-line. I think that's probably fair. Yep. Over on our Lucas Johnson throwing for more yards than 2019 okay. Sneed. Here's Sneed's numbers. 12 games. Um 3,436 yards. That's an average around to 286 per game. Under. 25 touchdowns, 14 picks. Uh, also ran for uh, a gross of 359. You know, sacks kind of took a number away, but had five rushing touchdowns. I'm going to say his passing yards are under, but his net yardage is, or his gross yardage is going to be over. Mm. Total all. Yeah, so Sneed's. Yeah, total, what, all-purpose? Well, I guess all-purpose isn't passing, right? But that would be, yeah, let's just round and say 3,600 total. All right. Who's your biggest new name on offense that the casual fan will know by December? You're hoping it's the Drew Cap. Drew Deck. It's yeah. not going to be. I would love it if it was. Um, and then same question for defense. Yeah, I think it's going to be Keelan White. And I know Keelan White is marginally a household name at this point. But I think if there's a receiver in this group that is ready to kind of tear the roof off, I think it's White. It's obviously Daniel Britt on offense. <laughs> and I'm going, I think, uh, Garrett Husted on defense. All right. Oh, defensively too? Yep. That's a tough one. We just got so many guys, and there's just like um, – Hmm. You know, the one guy that I would just, I don't know. Kale Edwards had a damn good spring. Um, I think him or D Todd. And I know we know, okay. I know, I know we know a bit of DR Todd as well, but I think DR Todd, when he's a situational guy, he's probably not an every down guy. I don't know if he, he will be ever, but situationally he's so disruptive. Um, he could be a dude that <laughs> a third down only guy that has like double digit sacks. Yeah. Who are yours? I mean, you can just give offense because no, it's I mean, not even worth. I think Britt. It's obviously I mean, Daniel Britt. Yeah, it's like, obviously Daniel Britt. Like, Let's be honest here. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's um, gonna be the first time. mystery QB. It's gonna be the transfer. first four time Peyton Award winner. <laughs> yeah, I think that the cornerback from um, Idaho State is gonna have a good year. Uh, opposite Fort. That's uh, 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 Jaden uh, uh, Dawson. Yeah, yeah. You know, Trevin Gradney 
right? Yeah. He wound up starting a few games, yep. and he is – didn't he win the team award for special teams? I think player? so. That's a good point. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Just where is he going to fit? I, fuck. Guy could start at corner. I mean, if uh, if Dawson I, – I, I, We're forgetting Corbin Walker. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, that's right. I mean – God, there's so many good. I, that's we have we have a lot of good problems on defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, a few more from Adam. Uh, who will be number thirty-seven? I think we're all on board. That's O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much will Eli Gilman play this fall? I already asked you this question. You just rolled your eyes at me. I did not. He uh, did. <laughs> We've got evidence of it. I'm gonna say you're right, sure. It's just all going right. off historical precedent. I'm who, gonna guess right, sure too. Who returns kickoffs with Flowers? Still Graves. Graves or Bergen? Flowers and Bergen. I think it's Bergen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially if we have that much depth at receiver. If the depth shows up at receiver and he can be kind of like a guy that's needs an impact from. Does senior Robbie Houck (laughs) come in? Toughest game out of the first six. I got to look at the first six. I think South Dakota. I think South Dakota, you're probably right. On the road, too, right? No, South Dakota's here. here. Oh, it's here. And that's that's the game they want to push for game day. That's what they want, right? Oh, that's right. They want... They want uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, ESPN Bruce to show up for that. Up here? Yep. Wait, what are the first six, though? Do you have it? Yeah. It's uh, – Okay, so we got Northwestern State. No, they suck. Versus South Dakota here. That'll be a Indiana State. Uh, no clue. Versus longtime heated rival Portland State. And at Idaho State. Yeah, and then uh, versus um, Cellar Dweller, Idaho in Missoula. Yeah, South Dakota. Yeah, South Dakota. I mean, that's going to be Idaho. that's going to be presumably going to be tough. I think they no, bring nobody back stumbles in week one. That's going to be a, that's going to be a top ten matchup. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yeah, I'm glad we're here. Or a top there. fifteen, top ten, top fifteen. Yep. Yeah. All right. Which Hollywood actor would portray each great GFP member in Grish Fan Pod the movie? Let's save this for the time we got Luke on. He's better at those. Yeah, and he's a core member. It's not fair to. <laughs> it's not fair to answer that question. All right. Do these pants make me look snagged? Says who are the breakout players for 2022? Step up above. I think we already kind of answered Daniel that. Daniel Britt. <laughs> get, get, how come many on, times, guys. How many times do we have to say yeah. Daniel Britt until you assholes realize yeah. it's Daniel Britt? All right. Silver Tip says if you had magical beans that created a magical beanstalk that allowed you to climb up and confront a giant who then chased you and fell down, which member of the MSU football team would you choose for him to fall on, disabling them for the next upcoming oh, season? Oh, no. Tommy Malott? Oh, my God. I wish ill will on nobody. That's fair. Oh, man. Uh, Jonathan Claxton wants to know. Are not we, the Callahan O'Reilly guy. Oh, boy. He's their best player. Are we getting past the corner finals this year? I say yes. I think we are. Yeah. It all depends yeah. on the draw. Yeah. Actually, let me look at our schedule, too. So the, I mean, this is the thing. So we've talked about the schedule. In that last stretch... It's tough, tough to say at SAC, at Weber versus Poly versus Eastern at MSU. That's really hard. You've got to you've got to go. You've got to go four and one in that stretch to ensure you've got two home games. Yeah. Assuming your first six, your six and zero and five and one. And I'm really interested to see what Cal Poly's like this year. Very interested to see suck. what Cal Poly's and they're like. Missoula. They're not going to be. They'll, They'll be marginally better, but I think Bob Baldwin's going to find so? out. Yeah, I think I think Cal Poly ran an option for a reason. Like, I, I and I mean, they're. It's just hard to get those type of kids in. I just don't. I feel like if you recruit the West and you're school. that far outside of LA, but at a, like a tough to get in technical it. school, like it's just. I think you can do it. Yeah, I don't know. 
We'll see. We'll see. I'm very I'm, I'm very intrigued by that. Do they even have a quarterback right now? I don't know. Like the the guy left like after uh, yeah. Uh, that's a tough. I mean, you got three games at Sack, who has our number. Has Bobby beat Sack since he returned? Nope. No. Nope. At Weber, has Bobby beat Weber since we returned? Yes. Yes, here in Missoula. Yeah. No, we beat. He beat Sack. Um, Did he? Uh, it was the year Sneed. So has Bobby beat Sack's current coach? No. no. Yeah. So Weber, we haven't beat Weber in Weber. When was the last time we beat Weber in Weber? In Ogden. It's been Probably. a while. It's been a long time. End of October. It's going to be a little gnarly. We need to shout out my wife at this point because Hannah did get sick. Oh, That's no. The- <laughs> oh. And here I am recording a podcast and drinking in the dining room. Just have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. We need to wrap this pod fast. That's why Mike's like, stop it. Stop Oh, that's all the questions we got. Gag Sorry. reflexes. <laughs> oh, man. Do we have any other questions? Um, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Answer fast. Also, if you could only drink blood for the rest of your life. God, what? What? It could be any creature. Which creature's blood would you choose to drink? God, these have gotten weird. What What is that? Who thinks of that? No. I'll die. A gorilla. A gorilla. All right. Um, Colorado Grizzly wants to know. Charlie Sheen. This one will be controversial. Name the best small town in Montana that isn't Billings, Bozeman, Butte, Great Falls, Helena, Kalispell, or Missoula. Those aren't small towns. Like from Montana. Towns Montana. Yeah. Okay, well, it's Butte. It says no Butte. What? Whitefish. No Phillipsburg. I love Phillipsburg. Whitef- Big oh, Whitefish guy. Damn. Yeah. A lot of fun in Whitefish. I like Big Fork. <sighs> Big Fork's sweet. Those are good towns. All right. Um, we're not going to quote the one guy who... Pigeon guy having a rough life, yeah. I guess that's unfortunate. I feel bad for him, yeah. dude. If you actually want to talk housing, let me know. Like I, I do that in my real world, um, but I do think that I'm going to bet the, he's not an hour and a half. Into I do a think pod that right people now. are uh, <laughs> able to, you know, do more than one thing in their life in a week and and care about them. Yeah, it's okay. So hey, Brent, you're up. All right, Igres, uh, uh Unfortunately, sir, uh, as you have requested us to give some airtime to tennis. And the success of track teams, um, we will do that soon. Tennis got <laughs> uh, tennis lost to the cats yesterday, and sealed the cats' victory in the all around brawl around trophy. It's <laughs> yeah, oh, a bummer. Well, damn. Softball, the, the gal set the home run record, but they're kind of having a rough season. Soccer's awesome. Yeah, and we we're gonna get the soccer coach on yep. sometime soon. So uh, don't worry, we will we will get it. We just uh, I think I texted everybody like a couple days ago like let's get together and do this so uh poor planning on our side uh okay everett's couple of questions uh it's mid-july you've just finished mowing the lawn you reach for a blank kyle you're in an apartment do you mow yeah i don't have a lot they do it for me imagine you're mowing a lawn that's nice um summer honey probably i was gonna say summer honey honey would be good miner's gold is kind of my thing right now or i might uh Take a little wood for another rocks. Hey, don't sleep on Miller High Life. That's all, all right. I got to say. All right. Uh, okay, Everett's wanting me to talk about the Mariners. You guys don't want me to talk about the Mariners. Although, saw a little home streak. Uh, also, shout out to Broccoli Guy. Are they going to make the playoffs? No. Right now. Say no. it right now. No. God, no. No. Why don't you believe in your team? It's the Mariners. That's why. <laughs> Sorry, CJ, Justin, uh, Jay, and all the other Mariner fans that listen. I mean, um, do they have the longest non 
postseason yes. streak in yes. professional sports. Yes. And then the Sacramento Kings are second. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's got a lot of mediocrity at this table. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there. It, I don't know. It's it's a decent roster, but uh, the Mariners are really good in April and May. That's their sweet spot. Yeah. That's just got to play a little bit more baseball. So um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, Everett, uh, you must bet $100,000 of your own savings on the number of regular season wins for the Grizz in 2022. Regular season. The line is at 9.5, over or under. Is it an 11-game season or 12-game season? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 games. I think they can start 6-0. 9-5. Hundred thousand bucks. I'm taking the over. It's the year. So ten and two, eleven and one, or twelve and zero, or nine and it's, three. It's, wait, it's twelve games or it's eleven? No, sorry. Yeah, no, it's eleven, right? right? They, can, uh, they can lose dumb. one, basically. I'm, God, this is so weak of me, but I I want to say push. How do you push nine point five? Oh, he said nine point five. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh lord. Oh, We're so winning hard. at halftime. $100,000. How rich am I? So that's basically you're either, yeah, you're either 9 and 2 or 10 and 1. Or 10 and 1. Ooh, that last five games. Is I'm so under. Tough. I'm under. I think I am too. I think I, 9 and 2 is a. If. A, <laughs> yeah, I hate to say it, but. I, Although, I, and I don't think I don't think it necessarily means it's a bad team. I don't think I don't it's either. a team. It's not like a team that can't make the semifinals. Okay, let me look. But just okay, Sacramento State and and no buy in that stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. that's real hard. I'm under. I I, I think it. I think it's so probably you're a nine. They go three and two down the stretch. Nine and two regular season. Or do you think? Do you think they start six and zero? <laughs> I mean, Northwestern State, South Dakota, Indiana State, first Portland State at Idaho State versus Idaho. It, I it, think they start six and zero. On paper, it appears six and zero. I think. Kind of, I don't know anything about Indiana State except they're kind of like the doormat of their conference, right? Because they're in the Valley, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but uh, traditional, how teams have that early out of conference road game where they play like shit and sometimes they lose. Yeah. Um, God, that would suck to lose to that team, though. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose to them, but. Three and two, and that'd be the thing. You go three and two down that stretch. It's tough. You're not getting a seed. No. You finish nine and two, and but you're three but and two down the, the stretch, year. and you the, lose the covers. This is the year. These, these, these Hawk teams, you know, it's just like last time. They get into a groove, and then God, if we just, good. If we just had a left tackle, <laughs> uh, and maybe we will. At this point, I will say under. All right. I just don't know what Weber returns. I don't. I just don't I mean, know. Jay Hill, you got, they're going to be competitive. The last, the be last five. Just, it's just a tough five-week stretch. Weaver will allow ten points per game, and will score eleven points per game. That's the Weaver <laughs> yeah. guarantee. <laughs> uh, Grizz till I die is wondering uh, if we know when they're going to break ground on the indoor practice facility. He wants it ready to be go by. Dece- he wants it to be ready by December for the playoffs. I can tell you, Grizz till I die. I believe in the most recent announcement, it's not going to be ready until twenty twenty-three. But so, it's supposed to break ground this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Day Day was pointing out that 
the cat's bronze cat named Spirit was stolen. So that's a shame. That's too bad. Thoughts and prayers. What the hell is that? It's a bronze cat. I don't know. It's literally it's a bronze bobcat. Oh, the statue on their campus? Well, no, it's like a smaller one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, R.I.P. Okay. Um, Sutan rocks. I didn't read this in advance, so I'm trying to. I'm going to ask the easy question on the bottom here. Um, uh, maybe okay. I just don't want to like start doing like. <sighs> okay, Zootan Rock says when I played Intramural Ultimate at the UM, we would beat teams in the Intramural playoffs, and they would then join with the next team we were playing to form a super team. No, and then if we beat them, they would join the next team. And we ended up losing the team. That seems like, like you can't just have open free agency. Playoffs. So, so he says, so my question is, if we got to take a single player from Eastern Washington's team to play for us against James Madison last year, who Eric would you take in? Eric Berry. And it's Eric Berry. Yeah. That's easy. I mean, they really should put a disclaimer on that. <laughs> Except for the record-setting best yeah. QB. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like a, a position that we really needed. A, yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't Berry? Lima Jones? Could Chris Brown have, like, chucked some lame ducks up to him? Sorry, that's not nice. Um, no, that's mean. Sorry. Too, yeah. too soon. Too sorry, soon. Sorry, sorry. Well, you know, I was right about Chris Brown. That <laughs> led to was a whole lot of ridicule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is our eagerest question. Excuse me. I, I was right about um, Cam Humphrey. Sorry. Is that what you... What was move your theory? On. Just move, okay, just move okay. on. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to get yelled at by Riley again. I need to go on. <laughs> many things we're right about a few we're wrong about yeah a few very wrong <laughs> that's it that's all we got that's all it's on Egris man alright so what we need to do is we need to kind of map out all these interviews yep. that we set up right yep um, so we should like, some, make some contacts and set some times yeah some of them might not be in the evening drinking beer format yeah, I don't think we're going to get the president of the UM at your house at 10.30 at night drinking a beer. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe not. but we can get on campus one afternoon and get a few of them nailed out. Perfect. Probably right after finals. Nice. Give them time to... <laughs> That's two weeks away. Yeah, it's not that far away. Yeah. All right. Well... That's all we got here. Sample, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Kyle, on thanks. short notice. Happy Glad birthday. I be the emergency villain. Thank you. You may be the... Uh, all-time sub-host leader now. Really? At, I'm at three. Three. At three, yeah. Wow. I mean, Coulter's I guessed it a coming. few times. but I mean, Coulter's been on three times? Yeah. Well, where does the where does the, the Phantom episode count? Oh, man, that was brutal. Yeah. Thanks, Brent. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. As long as we had a Brad Reed, that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> now, Brad might be listening to the end. Eat it, He's Brad. He's pissed about Brad's this. Like, damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Apologies. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, we will get to our interviews throughout the spring and summer. I mean, we'll we'll fill you in when we can. We also have lives, and it's. I mean, sorry, we don't do a pod every week, but that's just not what we do in the off season. We'll get back on it soon. All right. Yeah. If we know you, we'll see you soon. If not, we'll see you next time. Go Grizz. Fight on.